Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Fruthop. Again, joined by my co-host, DeAndre Henderson. What's the deal, y'all? We back for another one. Week two. Week one is officially over. But before we get into the NFL, we want to talk a little bit about college football. Uh, we both went 2-0 and in our picks. I took Texas plus the 7 uh, I also had UNLV plus the 38 and a half, I believe it was. Dre liked Colorado and UNLV as well, so he started off well there. Uh, Dre missed a really nice parlay because he didn't believe me and he took Alabama. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, Texas, baby. Hook them. Hook them horns up to fourth in the country. Quinn Ewers is a real deal. He's a stud. They'll probably go lose to Wyoming now as 28 and a half point favorites. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's all good. Um, they did what they had to do. They beat Alabama. I mean, I think Alabama was on a 24-game home win streak. And it was very hard. It's very hard to beat Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. I don't know if I said that right. You didn't, but I don't think I said Tuscaloosa. Right. Oh, yeah. dang. That's not good. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, it's hard to beat Nick Saban in Alabama. So, um Tip, tip of the cap to the to the horns. Quinn Ewers played lights out. Yep. Um, the young man is very promising. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a lot of good quarterbacks getting ready to come into the NFL. Next this year. draft is class. loaded. Absolutely loaded. I mean, like, obviously, as a Cardinals fan, I still want Caleb Williams. They were up 49-3 to at halftime against Stanford. Mm-hmm. 49 to 3. Mm-hmm. And you want to know how many points they scored after he came out of the game? Zero. It ended 49 49 to like 10 or something, some crazy number like that. And the only reason I was following that game so closely is because I had the under. Of course. And when it was 40, <laughs> when it was 49 to 3 at halftime, I was like, the only reason I was like, okay, this still might happen is because I don't think Caleb Williams plays in the second half, and that's exactly how it went. Um Colorado wins again. The big, the big story in college. It's prime time, baby. Yeah, it's I, prime time. I'm still not. They've moved up to 18th. I'm still not convinced that they're like as good as everyone wants to say. I just, I don't. I'm not there yet. When people see 75 transfers on one team, right. you assume an absolute tire fire. But with Deion Sanders, he's just showing us that. This dude knows what he's doing. He can coach. He can recruit. He can make sure his guys are ready. They've come in two straight weeks. You almost you went as far yesterday as saying that he was a top three coach I, in college. I'm almost. I'm almost. I'm there. I'm there because it's. He literally took an FBS school in Jackson State and turned them into. They were. They were a freaking powerhouse when he was there, and then he comes into Lolo, Colorado. They were one and eleven. They were bad. Let me say that again. Let me. Can I just <clears throat> one and eleven? Yeah, they haven't been good year. in a while. So any win over one is a successful year for them. The fact of the matter is, they started off two and zero, beating two decently well coached football teams, and. They've done it with class and style and style points. Travis Hunter has literally looked like the ultimate two-way player. Shadur Sanders, 
I'm sorry, Mark. You're gonna have to watch out. That kid can ball, man. I've not said one bad thing about. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you're saying anything bad about him. But what I'm saying is that team, that team as a whole, has some dudes. Dylan Edwards, the running back, is good. Mm-hmm. Jay uh, Horn, the receiver, he's good. He had. This is the second week in a row he's had over ten, like seven, eight, nine catches. Right. The kid can play. This team can play. They're great. They're great, and it looks like Shador Sanders is. Is talking himself, playing himself <laughs> into a first round pick when mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, the first mock drafts I was seeing this year, he was going in like the third the or fourth, fourth round. round. Fourth round. So I mean, it's been impressive. It really has, and obviously the hype that they got when he was coming in uh, into Colorado, I think, plays a part in the ranking and all of that stuff. I will say their tests are coming, so yeah. don't don't think that. Uh, Colorado is just going to get TCU's and Nebraska's of the world all year. Right. They have Colorado State coming up, and which is kind of again, it's, that's it's kind a of, little bit of a cupcake, game kind of a them. gimme. But Colorado, you know, anybody can lose any anyone given day. can. Yeah, you so, don't play games on paper. But right after that, they get to go visit. They get to go visit Oregon. Yeah, and play Bo Nix and those Ducks, and then they got to go play Caleb freaking Williams in Colorado. Yeah, that's just. And I told you, I said, I will be impressed when when I'll start believing in that system is say they, somehow they don't go even need to win. Say they, don't, say they somehow go 2-0. If they go 2-0, I mean, that is nuts. And that's true. But even if they lose both games, but at least they're competitive, that will be just as impressive for me as if they win. It's, not, what, it's, like, it's not losing. It's how you lose. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know, and especially because they weren't supposed to be good this year. No. So you you know you do start off two and zero. I can't take that away from them. Their over under win total for the year was three, three and, and a half. half. Three and a half. So they're probably going to hit that unless some crazy things are happening. And let's pray to God that it doesn't. I hope not. They are entertaining to watch. I'll give them that. And I guess you know that's really all that matters. Um, two quick picks for you guys. We're gonna what we're gonna start doing. We're gonna give two picks that we like in college each week now um, since we started the year 4-0 technically. <laughs> so we'll try and keep that going. My first game that I'm a big fan of this week is the over in South Carolina and Georgia. The total is 54 and a half. Georgia is still scoring a ton. But then we forget about that kid Spencer Radler from right, South Carolina. Right. Now, the one thing that, of course, everyone can say is Georgia's defense is still Georgia's defense. The first two games of the year, they've given up seven points the first game, three points the next game, respectively. Sheesh. But it hasn't been the level of competition that they're going to play all year. And I think South Carolina is a big step up in at least the offense that they can provide in that game. Obviously, Georgia's going to score your, score you points. I don't think you're really going to need a ton from South Carolina in this game. If they can get you two touchdowns, three touchdowns, I think you're very, very live to hit this over. Uh, so, yeah, the over in South Carolina and Georgia is my first pick. I like it. Dre, what's your first? Um, my first one is a little is a little bit of a reach. I'm going to need you guys to hold on with me really okay. quick. I, I don't know what it is about this game, but I like Tulsa. At home, getting 27 and a half points against Oklahoma. Okay. Now, the reason I say this is because Oklahoma, they're they're never really good at covering super big spreads. If you go back and look at the history of them, they're not really keen on beating teams by 30 plus points. Right. And their defense hasn't been nearly as nearly as good since the 
ever. Shucks. Man, just ever. Like ever. <laughs> they just never have had a top-end defense. Right. And when you see big spreads like this... It's it's just so hard to lay you need 28 both. points. Yeah. So I get 28 points with a team at home whose quarterback is decently good. They've had, they had a, a good game last game, did Tulsa. I'm going to take Tulsa here. That's going to be my uh, my huge surprise. That's a that's a big reach, y'all. And I so. believe it's in Tulsa. Yeah, it's in so, it's in Tulsa. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. The twenty seven and a half. Um, we'll move on to my second pick. I am taking San Jose State and Toledo over fifty eight and a half points. I watched San Jose State play USC the very first week. Their offense. Can compete with fine. anybody. Their offense was fine. They put up, I believe, like 71 points the other day against a like Presbyterian. Not a great college, but hey, you can only play who's in front of you. And when I see 70 points against anyone, that's, that's promising. Impressive. That's impressive, man. Right. We're talking 10, 10 touchdowns. Yeah. Like, that's great. It's good against anyone. Um, and then Toledo, also a very high-scoring defense. Both of these teams have... Okay, defenses, not great, but both teams can score a lot, and that's why I like the 58.5. You need two touchdowns by both teams each half. You cover this number easy. All right. I love it. And my second pick, I'm going to go fly all the way to the good old state of Tennessee. Florida. They're in Florida. Oh, they're in Florida. I'm sorry. Let's travel to the good old state of Florida, (laughs) shall we? Let's go visit the swamp. And uh, I like Tennessee – Minus six and a half against the Gators. The Gators just looked like an absolute tire fire last week. I just didn't see a whole lot of continuity. Hopefully they turn it around this week, but I can see Tennessee going up in there. It's the reason I think the number is so low is because they're on the road and road games in college mean a hell of a lot more than road games in the NFL. It's just a whole different ball game. And even with Florida being as bad as they have been the last few years, I mean, credit to their fans, they still show up. They Absolutely. still give them a little Great bit of fan a home bases. field advantage. Great fan bases. So, um, yeah, there's the picks, the college picks at least. Um, again, just a small recap, Dre really likes Tennessee minus a 6.5. Tulsa at home against Oklahoma plus 27.5. I am taking South Carolina and Georgia over their number of 54 and a half and San Jose State versus Toledo over 58 and a half. That's good. Talking about teams that might have a hard time getting a home field advantage after last night's game. So much hype. So much excitement. So much and, and I mean, I think I think. Not only we're we're obviously talking about the Jets here and and uh, Aaron Rodgers having a season-ending, what I think is honestly a career-ending injury, in my opinion. Um, I just don't see how Jets fans get up to get rowdy and excited about these games anymore. Because I mean, I don't remember the last time I've seen this much hype around a team going into a season. I, I mean, can you remember a time you've seen, remember this much hype? No, because of the state of the franchise, what the state of the franchise is actually in. That's right. why I was so hyped. Yeah. They finally, finally, finally have a guy at quarterback. 
They finally have a guy not named Joe Flacco right. or Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson running the show. Yeah. They had Aaron freaking Rodgers. And the thing is, too, is like they have a team. Their team. They have a squad. When I tell you the only questions I have about the New York Jets are the inside tackle positions and maybe like that left tackle situation. I mm-hmm. need to see something a little bit better because – I don't know what, what I mean, Dwayne Brown's what, 39 years yeah. old. How long is that really going to hold up? And that's what happened to Aaron Rodgers. He was simply trying to avoid a sack. Yep. And unfortunately, it was, uh, I don't know who was on the left side of that. It was Beckton or Mackay Brown. Beckton. It was Beckton. Yeah. And tried to, tried to chop him. Tried just to tried to chop, to chop him and completely missed his angle. And Aaron Rodgers did a little quick paid, little spin Paid move the price. And paid the ultimate price. I truly, just real quick, want to... I sympathize with you, Jets fans. I feel mm-hmm. bad for you. I feel terrible. I feel for awful. Jets fans. I was excited to see what Aaron Rodgers could bring to an offense that just needed some juice. Yeah. And um, but kudos to uh, Robert Sala and yeah. the Jets last night pulling off something that I sure as hell didn't think they were going to do. Absolutely. They, not. Once Aaron Rodgers went down, I I saw it from the television. Mm-hmm. The air just went completely out of the building. It was like. You gotta be kidding me with this one, guys. It was Yeah. And full disclosure, I know that I picked the Bills as my super lock last week. Oh yeah, you better tell the truth. <laughs> I at the betting window, I changed my mind last month. <laughs> <laughs> I because we even talked about it before yesterday we before before yeah. we left. Is I was gonna ride the Bills. I was like, I need to ride my super lock. And the more I thought about it and the more I thought about the units and, like, the matchups, I was like, man, I just think the Jets on paper at home, I think that they can get it done. And, I mean, even though Aaron Rodgers went out, like, it was true. I I think the best unit on either side of the ball was the Jets' defense. I think that's going to be the case a lot this year. It has to be now. Their run game – Looked amazing. That was going to be their plan with or without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Why do you think they signed Dalvin Cook? Right. They didn't want to put too much tread on Brees. They said, listen. Even though they ran him a ton yesterday. Well, he's he gave him get... like 10, 10, 11 carries, Brees. Is that all it was? Yeah. Well, he was very at, effective with I'll all those carries. Up, but he had one carry. He popped off for like 80-something yards. No, That's he, why looked, it looked, like he, he looked, looked so many. really, really yeah, good he looked yesterday. Very, good. very explosive. Um I'll look up. I'll look up. 10, 10 carries, 127 yards for Beast. Yeah, I'm going to say he didn't have he yeah. had a heck of a lot. Now, Mike carried more. Yeah, so my question to you now is was the Jets' defense just that good or was, the, was Josh Allen just that bad? I think we are finally starting to see how much coaching really, really matters. I was having a discussion with my, with my wife. Uh, she was like, He's usually so good. I don't understand why he's he's. It looks like he's just throwing it to the other team. Mm-hmm. And I, I I tried to explain to her like, listen, coaching really matters. He lost uh, Brian Dayball to the Giants. Yeah. And ever since Brian Dayball has left, Josh Allen has taken major steps back. More interceptions. More interceptions. He can't. He's going back to that Wyoming kid. Wildly just flinging the ball around. You just hoping for a prayer. Yeah. Trying to make the extra play. Trying to be him. Trying to be this. Trying to be that. When Josh Allen is good enough to just be Josh Allen. And, I mean, as a coaching staff, too, even though, like, when he does run, it's super impressive. 
But he doesn't he, slide. He, yeah, he's he not sliding. A, he takes a ton of hits. He's going to fumble. And he fumbled in a key, key situation there yesterday to give the Jets uh, the lead. Mm-hmm. So... I think, I mean, honestly, I think the Jets' defense is just that good. Pretty darn good. But maybe Josh Allen is a little overrated. I'm, I don't know if he's over, uh, overrated because we've seen, like, his ceiling. Like, what his what, how good Josh Allen really could be. If Josh Allen cuts down on his turnovers, holy smokes, man. This, the, kid, the kid is good. He's an MVP in this league. But... We just we saw a classic case of if you don't have the right guy. I don't coaching, think he's won an MVP yet. I said he's MVP caliber. I'm, I meant to okay, say MVP fair, caliber. Fair, fair, Sorry. Fair, fair. Sorry, folks. MVP caliber. Um, as long as if you have a good coach running your offense and making it a fluid system like mm-hmm. Brian Dayball did, you're going to get, you know, what Daniel Jones is doing. He ascended when Brian Dayball came. And well, well, not yesterday. Or not, not on Sunday. <laughs> Truth be told, I think any quarterback would have folded in that. If Dallas was flying across the field the way they were, that was insane. Yeah, they, it looked like Dallas was playing different. at speed 10 while Giants were playing at speed 6. Yeah, the, It the, just looked un. The Cowboys looked different. They looked really they looked different. different. Them and the 49ers, they just looked different. That's true. They looked very different. Um, but, yeah, anyway... I feel, you know, you got to feel for Aaron Rodgers. You like the guy or not. Yeah, like him or hate him. You know, that is just unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how many times I watched that video of his Achilles. Like, you can literally see his freaking leg vibrate when his Achilles tore. Um, Man, that's terrible. Again, I feel for Aaron Rodgers. I especially feel for the Jets fans. Is it worse if if your star quarterback injures himself in the first play, in the first series of the game, or in preseason? Which is worse? Uh, probably the game. Just because, like, preseason, it is, like, they, it doesn't matter. It's a ticking time bomb. But, yeah, like, you get through preseason, you're fine. Game one, four plays he into it. He played a couple of times in preseason, over. too. Yeah, That's like, only, I think part. only, like, one or two drives in the last game. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I think... That's curtains on the Jets' season, unfortunately. The Jets' defense will keep them in a lot of games, and they will you know they're not going to go. They're not going to go one in sixteen. No, they they'll will still be they'll still win games, but uh, to view them as legitimate Super Bowl contenders at this point in time, I think it unfortunately isn't realistic. Um, and if we do, unfortunately, never see Aaron Rodgers play football again. It was a fun ride, and you know I'm glad I was here to see his entire career. Same. Yeah. Uh, watching watching him pretty much my whole life, man. It was wow. Yeah. This guy is just really good. He was He's different. Up, he was up there with Brady and Manning yeah. and Mahomes and all those guys. And yeah, he was different on the field. He was different off the field. He was, yeah, he's just a different cat. And he was just uh, different. yeah, man. Hopefully he does come back. But if he doesn't, great career. Seriously, there's not really much you can say besides that. And you, you can't blame anybody on either side. It's just. The series of just the most. They just have to stop playing on turf. I guess, man. They need to do something because mm-hmm. this is that's ridiculous. First yeah. game of the season, my man pops that Achilles. Yep. But they still won. They won the game. So now, shout out to Xavier Gibson for uh, returning that punt being, back, being the best receiver for Josh Allen. Or uh, no, no, not him. But I forgot the kid's name. But he was like the second leading receiver on the Bills yesterday. 
What the kid, kid, the kid that intercepted. Uh, oh, you still Josh Allen three times. <laughs> <laughs> he was right behind Stephon Diggs. Oh, um, but let's get into week two. Let's do it. Last week I went nine and seven. Uh, Dre went eight and eight. Dre hit his super lock of the Falcons. I just told you guys I went against my pick of the Bills, and I'm glad I did for my own personal <laughs> reasons. Uh, so we're starting zero and one on the super lock. Uh, but let's get into it. Thursday night, the Vikings at the Eagles. Eagles minus seven. Uh, it is juice to the Eagles at minus 120. The over-under is 48 and a half. The under is juiced to minus 115. This is a really good Thursday night game right out the gates. The last, I mean, they always make the first few Thursday night games Pretty awesome. Um I'll take the Eagles at the minus seven here. Same. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of changes in Minnesota's defense. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you play the Eagles, you got to defend. If yes. you don't come to play defense against the Eagles, they will beat you by twenty. Yeah. So and I think they beat them thirty-four to twenty. Yeah, I think that's a good a good score. So then, I mean, thirty-four to twenty, the over hits at that forty-eight and a half as well. Um, the Eagles didn't look particularly impressive. But, I mean, again, the Vikings, six-point favorites at home last week, lose straight up to the best quarterback in football uh, in Baker Mayfield. And, uh, yeah, I think I think the Eagles have a complete game this week. And, yeah, I think the Vikings, outside of Justin Jefferson, just, you know, aren't very talented, unfortunately. Yeah, and this is another situation where uh, coaching matters. You know right. what I mean? It's like Kirk Cousins has had – everything at his disposal he's got kevin o'connell offensive coach and we're still not producing these wins like right. I, don't, I don't get it at this point with kirko yeah now you have to go into philly yeah good luck it's, yeah it's same with awful. but there's also the same with jalen like uh jalen lost uh shane steichen right. so you kind of knew that philly was going to take a step, take a step back. back yeah but jalen is such a leader so mature beyond his years man it's like the kid is going to be just fine. He's I gonna agree. Play his way right back into MVP shape, man. Yeah. So Eagles minus seven for Dre and myself on Thursday night. Moving on to the first game Sunday, the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals minus three and a half at minus one hundred five. The over under is forty six and a half. Hey, Joe Burrow. It's time to wake up, my boy. Yeah. It's, it's time. It's time to play football now, brother. So let's go Cincinnati this week. They got absolutely pummeled yeah, week one. They did not look good. And Lamar against the Texans just, I don't know, maybe they need to get more fluent and get their juice in because I could see him and Beckham being a pretty damn good combo. They just need to get more reps in. Or, or hear me out, Or maybe that's just who Lamar is. Maybe. You and know? that's fine. But... If Lamar can still bring his dynamic element of his legs to the game yes. and make the occasional layup throws. Right. Because he gets layup throws. As yeah. a quarterback, you get layups. Like right. slant routes. Yeah. Out. Those are layups. And when his legs are working and the defense has to account of it, he gets a lot more of those he than is, a lot of other people. He is a hell of a football player when he yes. gets those legs rolling. Right. But when he has to sit in that pocket... Lamar, you got to make all your layups, man. Yeah, you can't miss. Yeah, like the the out the in the flat routes, the slants, the, these are layups. You got to hit those. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm still rooting for you, my boy. This is paper bag season. Let's go. Yeah, I, I just think uh, the Bengals have a good bounce back here. Yeah, it's going to be an overreaction, I think, a little bit to what we saw last week. But yeah. 
Again, Burrow got some game time under his belt. I I told you right before we started recording, I don't think we ever see Joe Burrow in a preseason game. No, we probably won't. Uh, so that week one for the Bengals, so he's going to be a little bit iffy because he comes off the bench after everyone else is practicing. And um, But yeah, I think he gets up to speed here. I think they have a much, much better showing this week than they did last week. Um, so Bengals for Dre and I at the minus three and a half. Moving on to... The Bears and the Bucks. The Bucks minus three. I'm gonna take the Buccaneers at the minus three. The Bears are just not a good team. It clearly showed. They got lit up on the offensive side of the ball. They got lit up on the defensive side of the ball. The Buccaneers are better than what people want to give them credit for. Um, and I will let you kind of. Give the obituary on Justin Fields because I think we both can agree that you were wrong last week when you tried to give him any sort of credit. So please, please tell me what you saw out of him this Sunday. What I saw out of Justin Fields was not a whole lot of from year to year progression. As good as he was last year, we knew he could run that football. We right. knew he could get 120 yards with his legs. He honestly didn't even do that well. Didn't even do that well. But what, what I needed to see, okay, Justin, we back. We got you a little bit more weapons. You got Khalil Herbert in the backfield. He's an absolute good running. I actually love Khalil Herbert. You got DJ Moore. You've got your threat. You've got Cole Komet. There's your weapon. Robert Tanyan. There's your other in red zone weapon. Let's make it happen. And their offensive line is about middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Justin, we got to take a couple more steps up. I don't yeah. want to super overreact quite yet, but I will start digging the grave a little bit. Jay Fields, you have one more stinker up week against a, a team that you could you could easily they could, could easily win this game. They could easily win this game. But, but check this out: if, if we get twenty percent of what we saw. Last Sunday, Mr. Fields. Next week, I will prepare. I honestly your think Chicago is going. Yeah, I think I think Chicago is going to be in the running for the number one overall pick. That would be insane. I think they're not. But why? I no 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 no. You're not going to get an argument from me. Yeah, especially not after week one. Right. What we are going to do is we're going to do a pre obituary for Mr. Fields. Okay. As because I have I still got respect for the kid. The kid can still play in my mind. So I'm giving him one more week. You've given up. That's fine. Next time, next week around this time, when we get back together, I'll get the gosh dang shovel if he sucks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his line, 24, uh, 37 attempts, 24 completions, 216 yards, one touchdown, one interception, was sacked four times. His QBR rating was 21.6. Like I said, he just I don't did remember not... seeing that's bad. Jay Fields just maybe just did not have a good game. I'm gonna I'm playing it off as we have you but had a many, bad day. But how many <laughs> bad days can you have before you're like, oh, this is kind of just what we get from him? Five, they gave him 22 losses as a starter <laughs> before they decided to give him some weapons. Right. So I think we can give him another freak another sure. season. Sure. You okay, can, that's fine. They let him go five and twenty-two before they decided to give him another receiver. Okay. And he threw and he fumbled. So Gosh dang he it. He had two turnovers. Yeah, give me the Bucks too. Yeah. <laughs> did I take the Bucks too? You did. Yeah. You did. We're both on the Bucks at the minus three. Um, so moving on to the Packers at the Falcons. 
Falcons plus one and a half at home. The over under is 40 and a half. I'm on the Packers, and I will let you explain why you are on the Packers also. I'm on the Packers this week because just because I'm an Atlanta fan does not make me not a realist. I understand football. I understand how the game is played. And from what I watched last week, between the two teams that both got victories last week, Green Bay looked a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Green Bay looked like Jordan, Jordan Love looked comfortable. He looked fluent. He looked like, okay, this is my squad now. I finally don't have to sit behind a 12 shadow no more. Or, or Brett Favre shadow anymore. It's finally my squad. Right. And um, Desmond Ritter, for as good as a percentage that he, as he threw for last week, he only threw for like 120-some-odd yards, man, if I'm not mistaken. 15 for 18, 115 yards. I wasn't uh, even – I didn't even hit the 120. One, one touchdown. He had a QBR of 28.8. Interesting. My guy yeah. didn't even throw for 120 yards. Took, took four sacks. That scares yards. me yeah. because if, we, if we're taking – we took four sacks and we only dropped back 15 times. So if Atlanta's going to run the ball heck of a lot – that's you know that kind of scares me for Desmond Ritter. That kind of right. makes me think that you know if we bottom out this year, hopefully we'll get a top pick, and that's yeah. what kind of I kind of think was going to end up happening. Yeah, I, and I mean, like if you look at it, uh, you know, you you see twenty four to ten, and you're like, oh, it was a good it. week. It was a good week. Uh, no, like you you start to dive into the numbers a little bit more, and it was more that Carolina was. Just god-awful. They dried up the will. Yeah, like they were god-awful, and Atlanta was just a little bit less awful. Mm -hmm. Just what a terrible, even worse performance. I mean, I know it's his first career start. 146, 20 completions, 38 attempts, 146 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Both of them to Jesse Bates. Yeah, 14.5 QBR for Bryce Young that this year, uh, yesterday. Um... Yeah, we just, but we touched on this before we even when we made this pick last week. Mark. Right, right. He ain't felt this before. Right, but Bryce Young, I did see something out of him. The dude don't change expressions. The dude don't get rattled. Mm -hmm. It don't look like a whole lot rattles him. You know what? So, you know what it kind of brings me back to. That's fine. You don't need to be rattled to get your ass. Oh beat. yeah, that's good. <laughs> you that's know a good what one. I mean? So, you can get your ass beat. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, that's a good. Yeah, we'll we'll go we'll go the Packers here. They just you know. Very good team built around a young quarterback is is what it looks like to me. So uh, if we think they get the win here. Moving on to the Colts and Texans. The Texans plus one at home. The over-under is 40. Uh, we are, I am on the Colts here. Watching them last week, I mean, is a ton of confidence instilled in me. About them, no, not really. But you saw flashes. I saw flashes. I mean, like, I could honestly say the same thing for C.J. Stroud. I, I, you know, he wasn't great, but there was a couple times where he was like, okay, like, I, I can see where this kid can make some big plays every now and then. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, I just think I like the upside with Anthony Richardson a little bit more than C.J. Stroud. So he's Cam Newton with a better smile, man. The kid can go. <laughs> the kid can play, man. Yeah, he's only he hasn't played much. So that bad interception he had against the Jaguars, he, it was a really bad read. Like he right. read that completely wrong. I was like, oh, oh god, yeah, that was bad. But there was spurts in that game where Anthony Richardson looked like Cam Newton. Yeah, ten and carries, forty yards, rushing touchdown. Hey, 
We don't need to give him our, our star rookie 20 carries a game. He doesn't need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. What he does need to do is just don't lose us games. And right. I honestly think had he not thrown that interception, they had a really good shot to beat the Jaguars. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, C.J. Stroud gave you 242 yards, didn't throw any touchdowns, but also didn't turn the ball over. Um, but he threw it, like, 40 times, didn't he? He threw 44 times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, if you look at a guy like C.J. Stroud, you look at a guy like Justin Fields, don't know about Bryce Young yet, like, their style of play, you got, you don't, if they're throwing 44, 40, 35 times, you're probably down in that game because there's only that's four, not how you're successful. There's only four quarterbacks I can trust that throws that can throw for 30, 40 times a game. Yeah. And they aren't on that list. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, just just the upside with the Colts here, I think, is what we're going on. Yeah. So same. we are both on the Colts this week. Moving on to the Chiefs and the Jags. The Jags are plus three at minus 105. Over under is 51 and a half. I'm on the Jags here. I'm just not ready to give the crown back to the Chiefs, especially after that performance against the Lions. And again, it's nothing against Patrick Mahomes. We still don't know if Travis Kelsey's playing. Kadarius Toney is going to drop at least three to four passes a game. Sky Moore looks like, you know, what he is, a middle-round pick that wasn't very good. Um, And I told you last week, I, you know, it's not Patrick Mahomes. You can, he can only do so much with the weapons he has. If Travis Kelsey's back and he's healthy, maybe I change my mind. Again, I still don't know. I'm taking the Jags at home here. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't think I gave an answer on this one because I couldn't no, decide. You didn't. Because both of these offenses have the, the opportunity to be super high octane. Right. Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence are starting to look already looking like a looked pretty awesome. That's a pretty darn good looking combo. Looked awesome. So because of that, I'm going to go Jaguars as well. I could see the Chiefs starting off this season 0-2, but they do get Chris Jones back. They're gonna get him, they got him signed. It's a big deal. That's a really big deal. They're gonna be able to generate pressure on Trevor Lawrence. But if you noticed last week, they generated pressure on Jared Goff without Chris Jones. So that wasn't the issue. Right. So Chris Jones coming back is a major plus. They need Kelsey back in a big way. If you don't have a Tyreek Hill, you don't have a Juju Smith, you don't really have a number one anything on the outside. I wouldn't even say they have a number two on most teams. They don't right know. Now. Most of these dudes wouldn't start on a number two. Maybe Marquez Valdez Scantling would be a number two. And even he was he's a number three in my book. He's a number three in my book. So yeah, I, I just we I just have to see more out of the Chiefs offense before I, need, I start. I need Kelsey to come back. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we're on the Jags at the plus three, the minus one oh five. Moving on to the Raiders at the Bills. The Bills minus nine and a half. The over under is 47. Juiced to the under of 47. I'm on the Raiders this week. Um, kind of like we said last week. I didn't think the Raiders' offense was going to be terrible, and they weren't. They weren't amazing, but hey, you know, first game of Jimmy G in that system on the road in Denver against a good defense. They did enough to win. They did enough to cover a small spread. Now you're giving me nine and a half points with a Bills team that was extremely unimpressive on Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah, give me the Raiders at the nine and a half. 
Oh, this is another one of those games, man, where you could easily fall into that trap of, oh, man, this is the Bills? Right. Oh, I'm going to take the Bills. It is really hard to drop a touchdown and a field goal to a professional football team. That is a lot, man. And especially one that looked good in week one. They look, and the Raiders look pretty darn good. I just worry we're going to Buffalo. I don't know if I like right. that hearsay. Right. Buffalo's defense didn't play didn't play bad at all. They, no. they played damn good yes, uh, last night. So I'm going to take Buffalo just simply because they should be pissed. They had that. They had an opportunity to go up into New York, step on the Jets' throat, give them no chance of even thinking they're going to be good this season, and walk out of there. Instead, Josh Allen makes a couple mistakes. He makes three big mistakes. I saw four. five picks. He made four. Because he had three picks and a fumble, right? Yep. I saw five different instances where if the Jets just caught it, it was an interception. Right. So he could have had five picks and a fumble. Yeah. I saw that happening. But, you know, what only counts is what only counts. You get three interceptions and a fumble. And Josh Allen just didn't play good. Play calling was a little spotty. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs dependent. I hate when we just force feed one receiver. Yeah, right. It doesn't. It don't. It only works in one week. Yeah. And Kincaid looked good. Oh, uh, yeah, the young rookie, rookie tight end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but they still have Knox. I love Knox. Yeah, but the, I think Kincaid showed that he's clearly their number one tight and he end. He stretches the field. Yeah, like he so, can catch those vertical leaps. Yeah, those vertical bombs. Um, and yeah, the one thing that I saw yesterday is. The Bills' run defense isn't very good. They have never been good on run defense. And now really. you're bringing in Josh Jacobs. Now you have to go against Devontae Adams. I think that arguably, I mean, with Zach Wilson, obviously, if Aaron Rodgers was in the picture, this would be a whole different it story. It would be a different story. But, I mean, pound for pound right now, considering the units, I would give the Raiders' offense the nod, the nod over the Jets' offense. Right now, so, yes, not in the running back department because the Jets are deeper. Yeah. But what I'm saying is Josh Jacobs knows his line. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind Jimmy G. Jimmy G looks like he's going to be very Devontae Adams dependent. And that's only going to let the Raiders win a, a certain way. Right. So I'm not asking them to win. No, we're asking them to not lose by 10. Cover the 9 and, <laughs> and then we're good. Don't lose by 10. Uh, well, you want them to lose by 10. I do not. Yeah. So... All right, Raiders for me, plus nine and a half. Bills for you at the minus nine and a half. Moving on to probably the most disappointing loss of the week for me was Chargers at Titans. The Titans plus three at home, juiced to the Chargers at minus three at minus 115. I'm going to count on a good bounce-back game for Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I'm going to take the minus three. I'm going to also take the minus three. Uh, it's hard to go against Rabel, though. It is. He's a really good coach, and he always has his defense playing hard. And they're going to get after Jay Herbo. Don't expect Jay Herbo to get sacked at least three to four times. Right. Like Jeffrey Simmons is a guy that on that D line nobody talks about, mm-hmm. but the dude wreaks havoc. The dude right. is just—he's just a stud football player. So don't be surprised if the Titans make this a fight, but also don't be surprised if they lose by ten. Yeah, I think it's going to be a game where the Chargers just keep them out of reach a little bit. Yeah. You know, 
like you said, seven, ten points. And if the, you ask Ryan Tannehill to do too much, you're going to get what he did in New Orleans. He, he looked threw picks. like he threw crap. He, looked, he threw so, three picks. And they, they were bad picks. They weren't yeah. even good picks. And, and I think, you know, the Chargers defense looked awful. They need a bounce back. I think the Titans – I. I don't think they have a big game offensively. I think Derrick Henry has a big game offensively. But again, you have to if you only rely yeah, you only rely on your running game. That's a tough ask. It's man. it's hard to to ask you if to you keep up with Derrick the high Henry's power. Splitting touches with that other rookie. Yeah. So uh yeah, Chargers. Scary. Chargers. Me and Dre, minus three. Moving on to the Seahawks at the Lions, minus six for the Lions at home, minus one ten. The over under is 47, juiced to the over at minus 115. I'm on the Seahawks here. I'm on the Lions. Yeah. And you said this was easy for you. This was so pretty I wanna easy see, for me. I want to see where your head was at because I, it, this wasn't as easy for this me. This was pretty easy for me for two things. Number one, uh, Detroit at home. Jared Goff, in, and you guys can look it up for yourself. Jared Goff at home versus Jared Goff on the road is a completely different quarterback. The dude is just not the same. He's almost abnormal. Um, he keeps his, he keeps the turnovers down. The touchdowns go up. The consistency stays up. That offensive line played damn good last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And don't expect that to stop anytime soon. So, and Seattle, they still have a lot of questions, apparently. Apparently, they're a little, maybe they're a little too young. Um, you know, that defense got just absolutely picked apart by that Rams running game. Yeah. Like, what was going on up front? Yeah. I thought Pete Carroll, that was his bread and butter, was getting pressure and making sure that if you threw it, it was with a price. Dude, Stafford was throwing that thing around the, the cuckoo who? What was the dude's name? Uh... I I can't say. I, hold on, let me look it up. Let me uh, look. The receiver from the Rams, the guy that uh, pretty Came much from is, BYU. I think. Yeah, uh, Puka. I want to say his name is Puka. Puka, Puka Chan? I don't know, man. I, I really don't know his name. I just all I know is that kid is going to be the top waiver wire. Puka pick. Nakua. Puka Nakua. Ten catches, one hundred nineteen yards. That is insane, man. Imagine that's your coming out. Bro. I mean, shoot, two two Atwell, six receptions, one hundred nineteen yards. Like I said, Matt Stafford is is that really that big of a difference having Matt Stafford uh, back yeah, under center? I think so. Yeah, I think so. so. With that being said, man, we you they lost by seventeen to a Rams team who I think Detroit is miles better than. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit at home with the momentum. Give me Detroit. Dan Campbell starts off. I mean, Geno Smith, what a terrible game. Geno just, I don't know what happened. 16 completions, 26 attempts, 112 passing yards. One rush for six yards. I was like Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I I think they get him more involved in that this week. Um, And I think he has obviously a better week than that. You can't really go down from there. No. Uh, I mean, you could, but I... Highly doubtful. I think, you won't have a job. Right. I think they'll be better than last week and at least be able to hang around and cover that. And Seattle getting points, that's fun. Doesn't happen often. That does not happen. That's pretty cool. Um, so uh, Seahawks for me, Lions for Dre. Moving on to the Giants at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals plus six at minus 115. The over-under is 39.5, juiced to the over at minus 115. I'm going to take the Giants 
I love the Giants in this spot. I think the Giants beat the brakes off of the Cardinals last week or uh, this week. If you understand, if you watch football and you watch Daniel Jones in any any capacity, he's like Lamar Jackson in a sense because he beats bad teams. Right. When Daniel Jones plays bad teams, he plays good. Yeah. So Arizona, granted, they play with a lot of spirit, a lot of spunk, a lot of heart. I will never fault them for how hard they're going to play because they're going to play every single team they play. They're going to play them hard. And granted, they may not get the wins. But like I said, I just, you know, Arizona just doesn't have the talent outside to defend. You know, they got guys like Darren Waller. You got the running back, Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones can run that ball. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Hodges is becoming a very good receiver for them. They've still got the rookie Jalen Hyatt. They didn't use him a whole lot. But the, the thing is, I don't. It's not even the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. It's as, not. as to the reason why I don't think the Cardinals compete in this game, the Cardinals' offense is so just bad. so bad. Um, and again, people are going to be low on the Giants. I wouldn't even be surprised if this number keeps going Climbing. down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think that the number might keep going towards the Cardinals. I could see this getting to like plus five, plus four and a half, just because of an overreaction from what we saw against the Cowboys. Um, but again, we talk on the show, coaching is important. Dayball's not going to let that happen again. Not two weeks in a row. Not two weeks in a row against the Cardinals team that probably, you know, they can't score. They shouldn't have been they in that game against the commission. I told you it was going to be a fumble or something. That yeah, happened. no, you, you were completely right. Um, so I love the Giants at minus six this week. Same. Yeah, so minus six for Dre and I on the Giants. Moving on to the Niners and the Rams. Uh, the Rams are plus eight at home. The over-under is 44. Give me the Niners. Yeah, even when the, nine, the Rams were super healthy and had weapons, Mm -hmm. they struggled against the Niners. So I don't see why this is going to change starting today. Um, You know, Shanahan has, in a sense, owned McVay. Yeah. In a way. So, quite frankly, I'm going to go Niners here. This was one of also one of those picks where it was pretty easy for me. Mm -hmm. But... But the way the Rams played last week, true. Can't be surprised. They, yeah, you know, they could lose by a touchdown. I gave them zero shot Same. to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Same. I gave them no shot. Yeah. Because they had no Cooper Cup. They only were throwing the 2-2 Adwell and Tyler Higby and Puka Atua. Where was his name? Puka Nakua. Puka. Puka. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. I'm sorry. Puka. Give this man his flowers. Yeah, Puka, if you're watching, Big Dog, I'm so <laughs> sorry, man. Like, I apologize. If you're listening, sorry. Um, like I said, man, this was uh, this was pretty 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 easy for mm-hmm. me as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think that the Niners, how good their defense is, they'll be able to take advantage of Cooper Cup being out of the game and really shut down the other parts of this offense that are the only things that are going to work. Like, I don't think – Puka had 10 catches, 111 yards. I think his line more realistically this Three week – Three catches, 33 three, yards. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think they take advantage of the Rams just being massively undermanned against a better team. Um, and I yeah. just look like a dang superhero this they were They were really, really good. And that was another team that everyone was super high on was the Steelers getting points at home last week. And me we, included. Yeah, me too. And me it included. just showed that, you know, the Niners were not having any of it. They said no, sir. And as Brock Purdy, man, 
I I have not been willing to be ready, but some of the plays he was making, the mobility, throws on the run that he was making. The kick and ball. Against a good Steelers defense in Pittsburgh, I was very impressed. The kick and ball. He, he is not he no a slouch. seventh round last pick in the draft. He is no slouch. So um, I think, yeah, I think they take advantage of the Rams here and, and win this one pretty easily. So Dre and myself on the Niners at the minus eight. Moving on to the Jets at the Cowboys. The Cowboys minus nine and a half. The over-under is 39 and a half. I'm taking the Jets. The only reason I'm taking the Jets is this, you know, this is the trap game of the week for me. Everyone is going to be on the Cowboys. Everyone's going to expect the same performance. I don't blame them. But to me, and I think it will climb higher than nine and a half. I think we will get past 10 eventually. But at this line right now, it just looks really fishy. It looks really, really fishy for me. Uh, you know, losing Aaron Rodgers, you just you would think that this line would be closer to like two touchdowns. So, you know, give me the Jets. That is a tough one. Um, the reason I'm not gonna I'm gonna take Dallas is because, like I said, I saw two teams on Sunday that looked completely different than the rest. Right. That was the Dallas Cowboys right. and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I don't think you understand how fast that defense looked. It looked like poor Daniel Jones had a millisecond to drop mm-hmm. back before Micah Parsons or was, was just breathing down his neck. So, unfortunately, as much as I love the Jets story, it's time to come back down to earth. Right. You bring your butt back here. We're going to beat your butt by 10 points. I do see Dallas beating them like 30 to 10, 27 15 type deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could lose by 30, 40 points again. This could be another 40 nothing game. It really could. And be. Dallas is pretty darn good. So let's get that defense is no joke. No. Zero um, so I will stay on the Jets this week. Uh, just because it doesn't, the line looks a little bit low to me for some reason. And Dre will be on the Cowboys. Moving on to the Commanders at the Broncos. The Broncos minus three and a half at home, over under 39 and a half. Uh, juiced to the under at minus 114. I'm going to take the Broncos here. It's not really a play as to I like the Broncos. It's more against I just don't think the Commanders are a good team. Told you last week, I didn't think they had any business laying a full touchdown to anybody, uh, no matter how bad the team was. But, um, yeah, I just think the Broncos bounce back here. Yeah, I don't know. This is one of my stay the hell away from me. Yeah, no, you will not get any of I would not touch anybody with a 10-foot pole in this game. But if I had to choose one, I guess I'll take the Commanders. And because uh, I, I rolled with them last week, and granted they were playing the Cardinals, but I'm riding with them again this week. I'm okay. There. All right. Yeah. There's not really much else that needs to be said on no. that game. No. Um, yeah. Both were okay. They're right. Both one won, one lost, one should have won, one probably should, you know, it should have honestly been flip flopped. But I, you know, you got to do what you, you win do. and lose games. Yep. Um, moving on to the Dolphins at the Patriots. The Patriots at plus two at home. Um, the over-under is 46 and a half. This is a line that doesn't look right to me. 
to me, this is my trap of the week. I don't. Right. I see a lot of people putting their money on the fish. Yes. And forgetting the. So fact. I only have to cover a field goal. Like I don't. We know. just put up for 36, 38 points. That that that. Hey DeAndre, there's your trap game. Yep. Can you go put your uh, your money on Bill Belichick, please? Yeah. Because Mac Jones, hey guys, knock knock. He's got an offensive coordinator, and he threw for 350-odd yards Mm -hmm. against a pretty damn good defense. Yeah. So I'm going to buy a little bit of Patriot stock here this weekend and uh, take them and getting getting the points against the Fish. Agreed. Yeah, it just, uh, you know, the Patriots, like you said earlier, showed us a lot. On the defensive side of the ball. They're another top five defense. They are. Another top five defense. Matt Jones isn't as bad as everyone wants to think he is. And, uh, yeah, the Dolphins' defense didn't give me any confidence that they're a great unit. Maybe okay. You know, and the Chargers' offense is really good. But, you know, it's a team that points will be scored on. And this will be surprising. I think it will be a high-scoring game. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, we are both on the Patriots at the plus two. Moving on to Sunday night football, the Saints at the Panthers. Saints minus three on the road, uh, minus 120. Uh, you can get the Panthers at close to even money at minus 102, getting three points. The over-under is 40 and a half. Uh, give me the Saints. Yeah, same. Uh, New Orleans, is uh, they look pretty dang good. Derek Carr, give him a couple more weeks. Him and Chris Olave, man, what yeah. a combo, man! And Olave started that game so slow. Started off very slow, tweaked his ankle yards. a little bit, mm-hmm. and came out. What do you have? Eight catches, one twelve. Yeah, I have him on fantasy. That's why I know so well. So Eight catches, one twelve. It is. Hey, those Saints are going to be sneaky good. They are going to not sneak into the playoffs. They're going to bang the playoffs in with a loud gavel and a loud mm-hmm. big old boom. I agree. You know? I agree with you, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah, easy for us. I think Saints for both of us. Absolutely. At the minus three. Moving on to Monday night. I was going to say, who's the Monday night game? <laughs> the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, this Steelers might be the game of the week. Plus two and a half, minus 115. The over-under is 39 and a half. Again, the Steelers getting points at home. I'm going to take the Steelers at the plus two and a half. I don't think they're as bad as the Niners made them look. I think that was just a case of the Niners playing out of their minds. Yeah, this is a this is a this is going to be a tough one for the Steelers though. Let's not let's not forget the fact that Cleveland beat the crap out of those Bengals, mm-hmm. man. Regardless of what you want to say or believe, Deshaun Watson is here. It is time to start winning, and Nick Chubb is still the best running back in football right now. So you might as well get. Get behind this brownie train because right now they're going to start off 2 0 in division. I'm going to take the brownies. Okay. All right. So, um, do you have a super lock? Do I have a super lock this week? Do I have a super lock this week? Yes, I do have a super lock this week. Are you crazy? Last week it was Atlanta. Okay. This week I'm taking their opponent. I'm taking going Packers. Green Bay Green as Bay. my lock of the week at home. Their defense is solid. Desmond Ritter, what's going to happen when you make that man sit back and throw 30 times? If Desmond Ritter got to throw 30 times, I don't know, man. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. He didn't target Drake London once. He only went to Kyle Pitts twice. Um, I don't know. D. Ritter, 
throw it to your boys. If they th- if they pick it off, they pick it off, man. We, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather lose knowing what you got. Yeah. When when your when your offense is too one dimensional, like the Falcons might be. I don't. I mean, it's obviously we don't know. early. Still week one. But you know, if they only have to focus on the run game, I think it's easy for them to to take this one. Yeah. Uh, so I think I like that pick a lot. Yeah. Um, for me. I love the Giants this week. I think they blow the hinges off the Cardinals. I, I, you know, I hope they beat the brakes off of them. I like the Cardinals being competitive, and it was fun. You know what? Last week was fun for me. I got to watch a good. I got to watch. It was a perfect scenario. I got to watch a good game. I was, I, you know, I was cheering for the Cardinals mainly to cover the seven. I was like, man, like I really want them to win, but I also don't. No. So when they so when they covered the number and lost the game, keeping themselves in contention for for the number one overall pick, I was like, you know what? This was a Today good, was a good this day. This was a good day. <laughs> Today was this a good, good damn day. day. <laughs> but no, I, I think the Giants come back just ready to roll. And I, I think they punch Arizona right in the face. As they should. Yeah. I I, I think they come back in a big way. On Sunday, so my super lock is the Giants minus six. Dre's super lock is the Packers minus one and a half. I do have a teaser for the week. Uh, the first, it's a five leg teaser. My first part of that teaser is going to take the Giants from minus six all the way down to a pick'em. My next pick is going to be the Packers. I usually don't like teasing through zero. But I think this week is worth it. So that's going to take them to plus uh, from plus one and a half or minus one and a half to plus four and a half. Excuse me. Um, We are going to take the Jets. Uh, We're going to take them from plus nine and a half up to plus 15 and a half. And then we are going to take the Eagles. We're going to take the Eagles from a touchdown favorite down to a one-point favorite. And last but not least, we are going to tease the Raiders up from 9.5 up to 15.5 as well. I like it. All right. That's week two picks. I'm in the lead so far. One game, I'll take it. That's fine. Um, let's I'm hope. Coming. Yeah, let's hope that Dre and I are both both four zero in our college picks this weekend. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's always crazy to me that I look at our numbers and people actually sit down and take the time to listen to this thing. Um, so again, thank you guys. Let's let's make some more money this weekend. Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, have a blessed week. And we will see you guys. Next week for guess what? Another one. Another one. Week three. All right, guys. See you later. Thank you again. Peace. Bye.